0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Shortcomings, a Sex in the City podcast where we dive into every episode of Sex and the City, the two movies, and of course, we just finished In Just Like That season one. Well, not recently, but
1: <laughs> a few months <laughs> yeah, we ago. we not recently finished that. I believe it was in January.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Here, um, i piped you? in before. <laughs> how are you, Chris?
1: I'm well. How are you? I feel like maybe you don't need to introduce me anymore.
0: I feel, you know, I'll just i'm maybe sam we you're should, chris
1: maybe we should play with how the opening of this works because spoiler alert guys next week you'll be able to watch this podcast yeah and if you didn't know that was a thing neither did i
0: i i'm terrified, <laughs> terrified.
1: i've asked for a hair and makeup budget and been told no
0: simply find a new background <laughs>
1: <laughs> been told you need to move out of your home <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we won't be paying for your hair and makeup budget, and I might show up in a charcoal mask. You
0: need, you need to relocate,
1: <laughs> guys. And it's always weird to me because I'm like, oh, I think of the the shorties as just um, they can hear us but have no concept of what we look like. Even the no. ones that follow us on Instagram, I'm like, yeah, they don't. That's why I'm quick to always remind everyone, I'm black. Don't, don't come for me. <laughs>
0: But you I do, guess now they'll know. Yeah, you do remind people of that. Sometimes you're like just a heads up.
1: Just as an FYI. And yeah. I would also can we just quickly say where this is the first week we're recording since the podcast has been back. Yes. And while you people
0: mm. they I mean, they're coming out. They're loving it for their happy birthday. So, so sweet.
1: But I do have a call to action for a few of you and a reprimand look and I love you people you silent soldiers out in the world Mm -hmm. more than anyone on this goddamn planet but I don't know (laughs) that you guys need to call us like maniacs chaotic monsters those two idiots it's like we're complimenting and wrapping them in quite a lot of insults
0: No, it was truly killing me the other day when people were posting because like I love the love. You know what I it's mean? So like great, I love but then it. I it's amazing. But it's like these two fucking idiot bitch losers are back. I'm like, oh my God. These oh my two God.
1: absolute idiots are back in my <laughs> lives, but I couldn't be happier to see them.
0: I know. I feel- I'm like, okay.
1: I'm like, okay, I'm unpacking a lot of trauma.
0: <laughs> I know. I'm like, wow, there's a lot. I should look inward to myself. But I want
1: to be clear. I hmm. I read them all with love, and uh, I am kidding. And if you wrote anything that you feel we're talking about you, please yeah. don't reach out and explain yourselves. It's okay.
0: It's okay. And if you're you, not saying anything weird.
1: And if you want to continue to call us unhinged monster bitches, loser flops. <laughs> But love the show. That's okay yeah. too. We'll still we're take fine. it with love. It was just mm-hmm. a lot of um I didn't realize how much people were clinging to our unhinged energy.
0: You know, Chris, I didn't either. And then the yeah, I would get a notification and it was like so and so tagged <laughs> you in a story. And I went and looked and it was like I was like, Oh, they're really. Yeah. <laughs> I was like,
1: then finally I had to be like, Are you seeing what people think of us?
0: You did send me a text.
1: And it was also, I was going through, I was having a tough day. So it's just like, boy, 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 zing. You're an unhinged maniac.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was a jolt. It was, yeah. But we love it.
1: Love it. Love all, love all of you. Thank you so much for sticking it out and waiting the 12 weeks and being here. And I hope that you enjoy last week's episode this mm-hmm. one
0: we're living in the future past present like yeah we don't know we're two what... weeks
1: ahead of you guys yeah so i'm <laughs> yeah, resisting I just dropped talking an about album. renaissance
0: i i know
1: it's because it'll be, be two weeks late and i know when you listen to the ep- that when you listen to that episode that came out the week of renaissance mm-hmm. we didn't have it we didn't know
0: mm-hmm we didn't. And
1: maybe I should have just talked about it knowing we were going to have it and just thrown in a, like, I fucking love Renaissance. Yeah. Because <laughs> I knew I was going to.
0: We, we should say things, like, really timely of, like, whenever the episode's going to be coming out. So we're going to be like, oh, love that Beverly Hills reunion. And it's like...
1: <laughs> and we're like, I haven't, seen
0: I haven't seen it. Haven't seen
1: it. But that's the, you know, the one downfall of recording, having the opportunity to record yes. weeks early. Yes. Um... <sighs> Should you we get into different... this episode?
0: <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> what did you think of it before we even get into the synopsis? I'm so interested because I feel like of the episode. Yeah, I feel like is this a bit of a forgotten episode?
0: No, I loved it.
1: But do you? Is this one you would ever think about? No. Like every single thing that happened, I was like, huh, forgot about that. Oh, that thing. Uh-huh. It was oh, one that. of those
0: episodes for me where I kind of forgot that these things happened all in the same episode. Like, I remember, obviously, the shit stain. I remember the Viagra. Like, I remember those things, but I don't remember them all at the same time. I don't remember... I didn't know that Trey and the shit stain happened in the same episode.
1: I had literally no memory of the Viagra story. And I have no less than six times I wrote on this piece of paper in a row. Trey, 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 Trey,
0: I... Guys,
1: we'll get we'll get to it. Yeah, yeah,
0: (laughs) we'll get to try.
1: All right. So let's start the episode with a little episode synopsis. Carrie spirals over her worry free relationship with Aiden. Miranda and Steve are beginning to settle down. Charlotte attempts dating more intentionally. And Samantha takes Viagra.
0: (laughs) I love that. Samantha takes Viagra. (laughs) It's like just the perfect,
1: perfect. Yeah, right. How else? Not much going on.
2: Also,
0: I have a couple. When we get to Samantha, I have some questions for you. Okay. okay. Um, one thing
1: I did want to just talk about is so the right the theme of this episode. I do fear we're in one of those where they couldn't <laughs> quite tie it all good. together. I don't yes. know that we're hitting the same beats on everybody's storyline. No, no, no. But I think that right, we're supposed to talk about how dramatic relationships can be and how being single can drive you towards drama how viagra makes you like an opera star <laughs> you yeah. know she was fucking marie Callas over there singing.
0: she was pulling an erica jane
1: oh, i can't talk party. about asher <laughs> <laughs> have me on have me there. on hot off the mess and we'll talk about asher Sometimes for just 98 go minutes
0: oh my god speaking of hot off the mess i did ask my followers on instagram i was like what more do you want to hear from on hot off the mess got a lot of calls for you (laughs) hey like why is he not a host why why is he not on every episode i'm like okay
1: (laughs) because that's not what this podcast is
0: (laughs) i know i'm like i mean i'd love to have him on
1: i mean you know i'm available to you whenever you want me i'll come over there we can chat about and and honestly it's a lot more what we were just up to but you have faster turnaround than shortcomings does
2: yes it's like the next day
1: but should we um, listen to the monologue and then get into the episode?
2: Yes. When things come too easy, we're suspect. Do they have to get complicated before we believe they're for real? We're raised to believe that the course of true love never runs smoothly. There always has to be obstacles in Act 2 before you can live happily ever after in Act 3. But what happens when the obstacles aren't there? Does that mean there's something missing? Do we need drama to make a relationship work? Can I just say that as a fucking word salad?
1: Yeah, it's. I didn't really. That's, love this
0: one. Not, that's not. I felt her like best. there would have
1: been an easier way to get to the point.
0: I felt like we were really circling the drain with that.
1: So, do you. But I guess what I would ask you is essentially, do you agree? Do you think you'd need drama to make a relationship work? No. I don't. I don't know. I think.
0: I mean, I think there should be like some like little
1: mm, like a little right, and we'll, but we'll there certainly... doesn't need
0: to be like drama.
1: Yeah, we'll certainly talk about it, and 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 that I think is a flaw in this episode, and we can get into kind of the Carrie and stuff later. Clearly, yeah. but I feel like had we actually seen drama in a yeah. relationship, like if we had used Charlotte or Samantha. To actually be in what I would consider like a dramatic relationship, if maybe the angry guy Kevin circled back, although Miranda's no dating Steve, but yeah. if we'd introduce someone where there was real tension and drama, that we could say, "See, this is what you don't want."
0: Yeah, I mean, there was drama with Steve and Miranda last week when he was bouncing that ball all over the place. I agree. You know, and but, now they're like, "Well, I think that drama was between washer. us and Steve." Yeah, <laughs> we were furious,
1: but. I think that would have under like made the point a little bit clearer if mm-hmm. there had been like, oh, this is like what bad drama is. And we'll talk about it and I'll explore this idea a little bit more later with Carrie and Aiden. I think in that case, the lack of drama is actually meant to display to us that this is not a kind of relationship you should be in because you are not invested.
0: Carrie was nuts this episode.
1: But let's start with... um. You know who? Sammy Jones.
0: Sammy Jones. Sammy Jones. What did you think of Dr. Mark Raskin?
1: <laughs> he was I don't know, he was
0: Chris, he was so hot. <coughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. He was maybe one of the most handsome men we've seen on this show.
1: No. Yes. Sorry, I, I'm texting my friend Amanda, who listens to this podcast, and just told her I can't anymore. I have to focus on what we're doing. Dr. Mark Raskin is awful. No, he's he so is hot. Scary looking. Scary. Yeah, I didn't like him. I didn't like at all.
0: Wow, you and I live on different planets.
1: Truly, think that might be one Truly. of the themes of this pod. Yeah. And I also think we got... I mean, look, we can really wrap this storyline up quickly. They're fucking. Yeah. He likes to take Viagra even though he doesn't need it. Claiming it will take him through her body, like outer space or some nonsense.
0: Through your solar system, he said. When he said that, I truly screeched. I hadn't I heard like, the phrase solar me? system
1: since, like, Miss Frizzle.
0: I <laughs> I was just going to say that the magic school bus, like, it was giving <laughs> Bill Nye, it was... It was a lie. He
1: wishes he was as sexy as Bill Nye. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of Bill Nye.
0: Who the fuck is that?
1: <laughs> the,
0: Bill the Nye I, is the scientist.
1: I, I now know, but I didn't flash to him at all. I flashed to the gentleman from Love Actually. I feel it in my fingers.
0: Oh, my God. That guy that sings he, with the Santa girls?
1: Yeah, my king.
0: <laughs> oh my god um, honestly
1: get him on in just like that
0: i was trying to figure out whose apartment they were in were they in his apartment or her apartment because that's samantha's
1: way, new meat packing district apartment that's basically that one Chris, big room right off the uh kitchen
0: the set designer is was on acid
1: they're not look it, the know yellow
0: bed it was a yellow bed with like blue shutters it was like
1: look you curtains, gotta stop curtains Samantha's apartments we know have been tough.
0: I mean, I thought the red bed was bad with the posts. This is like another well, level, she's gonna and the bed's keep in the, the middle. poster room.
1: bed, but it's now white.
0: Chris, no, the bed is ye- the The headboard the is yellow with white polka dots.
1: Oh, then she's going to get another bed by the time she's yes. six.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, bo- <laughs> so she's got a lot going on. She's
0: got a lot happening. I think she's renting the furniture that she has right now.
1: Yeah, uh, big IKEA energy, shout out to them. Sponsor us.
0: Sponsor us.
1: <laughs> but so Samantha's also, then autumn, all of a sudden she's like, I'm going to take the Viagra too. And I want to be, I don't know if like Google was less available. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I quickly googled does Viagra have any effect on women, and everything said no. And Dr. Mark Raskin is a scammer because he's like, well, science hasn't said it. It's like, <laughs> no, science is pretty confirmed. Said this won't do anything. So well, cool also, it.
0: like, you're a doctor. Should you not believe in science? Like,
1: Dr. Mark Raskin is not vaccinated. He's not QAnon. boosted. <laughs> I'm terror. I'm scared of him
0: i i found him very handsome but personality wise he was not doing it for me
1: and then he later they're in bed and he's like let's just do around normal chem control snaps
2: well time to pop one of those baby blues hey let's go natural this time no i i i really really want one don't you think we're good without it no i do not Come on, let's let's save it for those special times. No, give me my pills, goddammit! Mark realized that maybe he had introduced a bit too much intensity into their relationship. Mm-hmm. He wrote Samantha a prescription, and she promised never to call him again.
0: Yeah, she was like, "Absolutely not. We're fucking." But she's behaving
1: like a child. Like,
0: give it to me. I need it. <laughs> she was fiending.
1: And then she was he writes for it. So. I want to say two things to wrap this storyline up. Your king, Dr. Mark Raskin, is a criminal. <laughs> He's writing himself prescriptions for Viagra he doesn't need and then he writes her one.
0: Okay. You can't say he doesn't need it. Does he do men really need it?
1: She said, like, you're good down there, buddy, and patted his dick. I appreciated the line, though. How presumptuous of you.
0: <laughs> As they're, like, tossing and turning in yeah. the bed. Like, okay. Um... Listen, he's a scammer, he's a crook, but he was doing it for me.
1: And then, we gotta talk about this. What is going on with Samantha this season? She She's just doesn't
0: flailing. Have anything
1: going on.
0: There's nothing, like, grounding her.
1: And and look, there's a part of me that loves it, because it's like, Samantha is the sex, in sex and sex in the city, right? Like, yeah. she should be the one who's dating and having different storylines each season, but... I didn't realize she's at Float for so long. And I'm really looking forward to meeting old Richard next season.
0: Me too. I was actually just thinking about that when I was watching this episode. I was like, I can't wait for Richard.
1: Because it gives her some kind of um connective storyline to follow episode to episode. Yes. So now for this season, she's just been um the, you know, dick of the week girl.
0: Yeah. I mean, wait till she fucks that, like, Scottish guy at the wedding. <sighs>
1: You are better about going ahead than I am. I will I'm like week to week. I'm very loyal to the shorties and this process, this um emotional and spiritual journey we're on, mm-hmm. being called shortcomings. Yeah. But I'm just I'm really looking forward to a deeper Samantha next season.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: But I'm also looking forward to some of her exploits. I had forgotten entirely we're going to LA and um the dildo model. She's gonna fuck. Oh my gosh. I'm not looking forward to covering those.
0: Is that the same uh, Vince Vaughn? That's like the same episode.
1: Oh my God. (laughs) I had totally forgotten we're seeing that motherfucker. What? I mean, do you think of him often?
0: I think of Vince Vaughn
1: all the time. Daily.
0: I think Vince Vaughn is like so sexy.
1: Father God in heaven. I
0: can't. I'm dead ass serious. Like, Sexy? I love him. Love, love, love. I don't
1: want to hear no more shit from you about Daniel Day-Lewis or Michael Keaton. <laughs> if you're out here caping for Vince Vaughn.
0: I think he's funny and tall and big. Like, I love him. I love he's him.
1: big Aiden energy.
0: I, well, I do have a controversial <laughs> opinion coming.
1: All right. Should we get into Charlie?
0: Yes, so, Charlie's reading a.
1: Charlie's reading a book, and <laughs> actually, before we get there, do you remember the joke in, in *Just Like That* about smug Charlotte? Yes. And I remember thinking, like, I don't know that that's at anything that the show, the original show, ever explored. And then I felt like, and I can't even really point to a moment where she was quote unquote smug. The then I saw her that. pull that book out, and I was like, oh, this is smug Charlotte
0: yeah like this is it this is what they're talking about when she says I the best network for a single woman is the men like her married friends men or something and
1: how she knows that and like yeah. I won't be hanging out with the if you don't see with me with you boys, fucking I'm losers yeah with you dysfunctional single women mm-hmm. but so she has this book marriage mm-hmm. incorporated and I wondered is this a real book It's so sounds myself, real it is not But I did find a book called Marriage Incorporated by one Debbie Rollins. And I'd like to read you the description. Please. With his sleek red sports car and polished good looks, Parker James was used to living life in the fast lane. The last thing he needed was a woman, particularly a wife, to slow him down. Still, marriage to native Hawaiian Ashley King could prove a profitable, if temporary, merger. With her sweet talking ways and her sultry appeal, business minded, Ashley King had no intention of staying poor. She had a plan, and his name was Parker James. Their marriage of inconvenience would be strictly business. After all, falling in love would prove fatal to her finances if Parker discovered her hidden agenda. (gasps) Now I would watch this. Where is this movie?
0: I'm like can this be like, a I'm, like already in my head. I'm,
1: par- I'm like let's get Ashley King I'm like this person could play Ashley King I'd love to see Parker James played as this person I'm like what a great name Parker James
0: Parker James and Ashley King Like mm-hmm. whoa mm-hmm. Mm.
1: Life in the fast lane
0: <laughs> Proof fatal <laughs>
1: Um, But what I will say is that is actually from the book Within Sex and the City, Marriage Incorporated That is advice I do often give to friends who are like I want to be in a relationship or I want to get married And I'm like, okay, you need to take it seriously And treat it like a job You cannot be sitting at home Get your ass out into the world You need to be going on three to four dates a week It's a numbers game Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And they're like, oh damn I'm like, get on it The shit doesn't happen
0: And you have to, like, it's nice to meet a man who's, like, has friends that are married. Because then you know that, like, he's not hanging out with, like,
1: crazy-ass boys. Yeah, but I also, married men are also flops.
0: I'm not saying they're not. But if that's what you want.
1: I don't know where I picked this quote up. And it, like, it must have been in a podcast or a book I was reading. And it said, Dick is available and of depreciating value and (laughs) i was like that it truly changed my entire mind we should not be chasing men charlotte needs to cool it
0: charlotte's a little debbie desperado in this episode but she
1: did say on that boat at the beginning of this season or was that last season the boat no that that must have been this season was bill kelly season three yes oh you know what it's because we took 12 weeks yeah i'm like why does that feel like 18 years ago
0: because it was yeah yeah um well she said that she's getting married
1: she's getting married this year she was drunk Mm -hmm. and she's trying to make it happen
0: and you know my mom's best friend said to her she was like i'm going to get engaged this year and she did did yeah good Yes, she put it out there in the universe. She manifested and she found herself a Bob and
1: Bob. Was she a Lafayette girl or what was that? What was the um, Knickerbocker Knickerbocker? girl?
0: Uh, No, Holly was not a Knickerbocker girl.
1: Shout out to the Knickerbocker girls.
0: Yeah, (laughs) no, my no. Uh, Yeah. And Holly and Bob have been married for like 35 years.
1: Awesome. I love Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. But so she's single-mindedly focused on getting married Yes. And so she decides to tap into Amy and Dennis. What did you think of Dennis?
0: Ew. He gave me, like, who was that guy that showed his ass in the Hamptons?
1: Oh, how dare you? Peter was gorgeous.
0: No, but, like, that energy. Like, that married guy, like, weird energy. I just did not enjoy him. I have to
1: find my note here. He
0: looked like an ugly Corey Uh, Matthews.
1: How dare you? I have written here every time I watch this episode, I think that Dennis is in love with Paul. Phil. Phil. (laughs) Was was that his name?
0: (laughs) Yes. Every single
1: time I think that the storyline is going to wrap mostly because there's that line where he says like, oh, you think, you think Phil is cute? Yeah. And I'm like, what is that? And even this time I wrote the note. Oh, above that note is written. Oh yeah. This is the episode where Dennis is into Paul phil phil
0: yeah and he's just very strange this man i don't enjoy dennis
1: but what i did enjoy <laughs> was charlotte's runner of calling him yeah oh god she was Hilarious. on it Hilarious.
0: comedy <laughs> queen there,
1: there's one point where she says phil <laughs> like though clear <laughs> like the most charlotte manner that is so funny to me she's so good
0: yeah, she was peak Charlotte this episode. Uh,
2: she was. She knew what she wants, and she was going for it. Charlotte York. He can reach me at home or at work, and it's very important that he call me immediately because I have tickets to the opera on Saturday. And, well, never mind. Just have him call me. Thank you. Her call unanswered. Charlotte followed up persistently. Well, can you tell Dennis that Charlotte York called? Yes, yes. He'll know what it's regarding. It's regarding my future husband, Phil. Okay? Thank you. Hi, you've reached the office of Dennis Fincher. I'm either out of the office or away from my desk. Please leave a message at the sound of the tone. Well, obviously you have some good reason for trying to keep Phil and I apart. I can't imagine what it is, but I will tell you that this is Phil's loss and not mine. And don't bother returning this call either.
0: Well, they went to the opera. She had, like, a whole night planned. Yes. And Carrie was like, this is a really nice night for someone you've never met. Like, this is intense.
1: I'm, yeah, but it's also a strange first date. Like, you have to wear a, like, she has to be in a gown. He has to be in a tux. And we didn't necessarily hear it's going to be, like, dinner in the opera.
0: No, it's strictly Aida. Dennis
1: in the opera. It's like, can she chill? That would be like my nightmare first date. Could you put on a tuxedo and come and meet me? I'd be like, um, I don't know you.
0: Yeah, it was very weird. But we I to loved Carrie's bar look. And
1: we'll talk about movies like Sutton and Sanjeet.
0: I was going to say, it was like, oh my God, like Sutton.
1: But then, so she calls again and is super angry. And Dennis answers and is like, bitch, can you chill? Like, I didn't even know you wanted to meet him that badly. And she was like, ah. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> it's totally fine. With I'm like really starting to turn on Charlie. <laughs> she's like
0: She's losing it.
1: I think now she's becoming a it's like you hate what you see in yourself.
0: Are you a Charlotte in this sense?
1: N- no, I would never behave like this. And I also wouldn't have behaved like her last week when she didn't want to have like you fucking bitch, you fucking whore.
0: Alright, uh, well we know.
1: So we I guess what I hate, you're right. I don't hate I hate that she's not acting like me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're like, snap out of it, bitch.
1: And so they decide to meet up. I love with her going up to these men. What did you think of the tall man who was like, I might be. Ew.
0: <laughs> I was trying to figure out what he was drinking because it looked like a beer, but it was in like a yellow cup. It was really weird. Um, he was disgusting. And then Dennis showed up.
1: And he's he's got like a little Manhattan in hand. He's so excited.
0: He was like foaming at the mouth.
1: And he He chases her. She's like, please leave me the fuck alone.
0: She's like, you're married to my friend. She slaps the shit out of him.
1: And he chases her out, which I think the slap turned him on, which he did say she was, like, fiery.
0: Yeah, he was like, this is what I love about you, Charlotte. (laughs) She was like, get the fuck away from me.
1: I do think someone else will say later, like, you're so fiery, Charlotte. I... I want to say um, it's Harry, and then the guy who wanted to have a threesome with the big mouth who looked like Pepe the Frog, according to you, also was like, there's a sexuality, a fire that burns through you, Charlotte. People are, like, really into her.
0: They are. They want to paint her vagina. They think Charlotte, like, really has, like, a lot of sexual energy.
1: I guess as they should be. I mean, she's gorge.
0: Gorgeous. And she looks stunning. So she runs
1: out. She literally, I had forgotten, she literally almost dies.
0: Yeah, she almost smacked her head on the pavement.
1: No, but she does smack her head on the pavement, and that cab almost runs over her.
0: Uh huh. And out walks.
1: Trey is here, guys. <laughs> I was instantly wet. Basement flooded. Hard as rock.
0: Chris, I just, your I love know. of Trey McDougall. No, I didn't know. I makes didn't know me laugh so hard. It makes me laugh so hard because it's so. It just doesn't feel right. And
1: he's so sexy. He's, so, he's so funny sexy. on the show. I honestly think Trey, and forgive me, the actor's name is not popping to the top of my head. Okay. Um, apologies to, I want to say Kevin McKidd, but I know that to be Owen Hunt from Great Anatomy.
0: Let me look it up. Okay, I could think you, it could is you a do Kevin. the Googling on that one? Yeah. Trey McHugh.
1: Scotty? Dude. Scott? No, he is Scottish.
0: <laughs> Kyle McClanahan.
1: Kyle, it's McLaughlin. Oh, McLaughlin. <laughs> could, you, could you give me that reading again? McClanahan. Oh, my like my... Golden Girls? Rue? <laughs> <laughs> Kyle McClanahan. <laughs> I don't even think there's a GH in there.
2: <laughs> it's <McLaughlin. McClanahan. laughs>
1: Wow, what a reading.
2: <laughs> what a reading.
1: That's what happens when we get fresh Googles here, guys. We're not working from the Google Doc. Wow. I think Kyle MacLachlan gives one of the funnier performances from a man in the show. He's so... I And I think that's why I'm attracted to him. I think he... Kyle MacLachlan's Gorge. I think Trey can be really funny. And I also think he's... um dynamic enough in his own character like he's got his own trey also might have one of the like deeper interior lives of the men like that we understand his motivations mm-hmm. and then also he can show up on moments like i think one of the sweeter things in the show is when he actually does show up was a house and garden yes to the photo shoot and, um, you know, to me, Trey is the antithesis of Smith Jared, where I get that everyone loves him because he's cute, but I just can't be interested in the character who really has nothing going on. Yeah. Trey may not always be great, but at least we understand his life. Not to compare him to another man, but, um, you know, he's giving me a lot of the same energy in terms of Burger And Alexander Petrotsky. That is
0: quite a range.
1: I just mean in terms of us getting what is motivating them.
0: Oh, okay. I think that the
1: show really wants, like, there's an allure of Big being mysterious. Yes. But what it stops is us ever really understanding Big's intentions. And we only have Carrie's reading of his actions rather than his interior life. I think the closest Mm -hmm. we get to it is in the first movie when he says, Jesus, Carrie, I've been married twice before yeah and you get that like oh this is embarrassing for him
2: mm-hmm.
1: but usually it's like oh he's being kind of weird it means he hates me and we as the audience are left to like i guess that's how carrie feels so it must be true yeah whereas i feel like occasionally you get like that great scene mm-hmm. where charlotte walks in on trey and bunny and he's bathing oh. and we that could have been left with just charlotte being like this is fucked up yeah but the show gives grace to Trey where he comes in and explains like I was raised by the nanny. Yeah. And that was the only I'm like I don't know that we know that much about any other man on the show, do we?
0: No. I mean, we don't know anything about Steve. If you think <laughs> well,
1: about it. We know well, a lot about we, him know, we we know We know certain
0: things, but we don't know like anything about his mom or his family. We don't know We know nothing.
1: He's a disaster. Um, Well, speaking of which, should we get into Miranda?
0: Yeah, let's get into Miranda. Miranda! Miranda!
1: Miranda. So, this this whole storyline is so sad. I was, like, emotionally devastated.
0: It was... I have many thoughts.
1: I appreciate that it opens, and Miranda is... She's saying how comfortable she feels in her relationship with Steve. And how that's a really good thing. Shout out mm-hmm. to Samantha, who's like, Your relationship is my literal nightmare.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and we, oh God, this montage. They come home, she puts them in the mail, they eat lasagna from a pan, they're having dessert in bed while Miranda flips through a TV guide, like a physical TV guide.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They have no frills, eight minute sex, and then she's clipping her toenails and in he snores. With her toenails just going akimbo, she's not like
0: <laughs> she's not collecting them. It seems. Like, oh. it seems,
1: and and I don't think she's picking them up later.
0: Oh no, my, I think Magda is.
1: Cats eating those.
0: <laughs> I here's the thing. So we get to the part where she's doing the laundry and she discovers. A Wait, shit
1: actually, thing. before we go move on further, can I just yeah, make one quick point? Of course. This is their storyline, and and just like that. That they've yeah. settled in. That they've settled. Like, mm-hmm. right? We re- we will circle back to them once again having like a dessert ritual of ice mm-hmm. cream. Their sex life is kind of getting... I mean, here it's rudimentary, but there mm-hmm. it's tragic. Mm, it's tragic, yeah. Um, and I just thought it was interesting, this idea. I think a lot of us felt when Steve and Miranda break up on that couch and she's talking about wanting more and he's talking about the circle of their relationship... And how she always comes back that maybe that wasn't as connected to the show. But in some ways, it's like it's right here in this episode that them together leads to them falling to the lowest common denominator in both of them. Mm -hmm. And that's not a good thing in any kind of relationship, I
0: think. It's she's comfortable, then she analyzes it, and then she's not, and then she gets upset, and then she snaps, and then she comes back around. It's like it's this...
1: but that ultimately steve is someone who brings miranda down he's not heightening her to her best
0: no all
1: right so what did you want to say about his nasty ass underwear (sighs) well go on
0: i was truly sick to my stomach when they did a close-up it wasn't just like a we heard about that we got a close-up of the shit it was sat on that
1: skid mark for about 30 seconds.
0: It was a long time. And then I'm thinking, and then she's clipping her toenails in bed, like, what's happening in this house?
2: I was wrong. There is a point at which a couple can get too comfortable, and I think I reached it this morning, washing Steve's underwear. Why? What happens? I'm living with skid marks, guy. Oh, no. Oh, terrible. I don't get it. Why do men get skid marks? Is it laziness, or are they just in a rush? I don't know, but whatever it is, it goes hand-in-hand hand with urinating on the seat. I tell you one thing, when your boyfriend is so comfortable he can't be bothered to wipe his ass. Oh, God! That's the end of romance, right there. Well, it's certainly the end of laundry night. It got me thinking. Maybe I'm mistaking falling into a rut with intimacy. Well, how often are you guys having sex? Often enough, but it's totally generic. We've got every move down pat, it's more like a race to have an orgasm than anything else. Still, it's nice to be a contestant, isn't it? <laughs> sure. I know what you mean. We whine when we don't have a boyfriend and we whine when we do.
1: And I do want to say, look, I'm a man. Why are men getting scared? I was with them. It's like, why is it happening? No. Oh, my God,
0: Chris. I was just going to ask that.
1: I don't know. It's like Here's dude, my
0: theory. That He's not wiping.
1: He's not wiping, for He's sure. He's
0: not wiping, but then he also itches his butt crack.
1: It was also and like, when
0: he itches, skid marks follow. It was
1: also deep. Like, oh, it was Chris, a it was, large skid mark.
0: It was like he used his underwear as toilet paper. It, it
1: looked like he basically just shit directly in the underwear. It was I'm a gonna diaper. Be
0: we actually just saw a diaper.
1: Yeah. I also disgusting. think like you know, men need to be using wet night wet wet naps. Like there's nothing wrong with like getting some water going no. down there, and some moisture when cleaning. Mm-mm. Just
0: get in there. Get in there. Don't, don't be don't be scared. afraid
1: of that space. Cleaning your asshole does not make you a homosexual. If there are any straight shorties out there, I need you to know cleaning your ass doesn't make you gay. And that's my fight song.
0: Wow. That's powerful.
1: And I'll be sending a group text to all the straight men in my life later saying just that.
0: You know what? I'm I'm making this a mental note. And sending it to my dad, my boyfriend.
1: Just get it out to the everything. straight men. It like Clean your ass. Wipe your clean ass. Clean
0: your ass.
1: <laughs> but... I, I don't know. I hated this storyline so much. It was.
0: It was like. My nightmare. And, it was my nightmare. Like Samantha what, said, like, and I'm someone who, like, loves love and, like, loves being in a relationship, but, like. But there's not a lot of love this in this This is home. not it, Miranda. <laughs> How did she marry him?
1: I, I don't know. So. How did she
0: meet him on the Brooklyn Bridge? Like, why was this Samantha? Brooklyn Bridge, my uncle. It was like, oh my god! And he's always like, "What? Oh
1: God! Ugh!" So Carrie calls and is shares the news about seeing Big at the Opera, and that spurs her on a little to kind of look at Steve in a new way. Yeah. Then they have sex in the dryer on the dryer. Yeah. And of course, right—that's a nice um, foreshadowing of the episode, the season six episode one. That they're in the laundry room where mm-hmm. where they'll finally commit to one another. Poor Debbie.
0: Poor Dr. Wa- uh,
1: Robert Leeds.
0: Robert Leeds. Yeah, thank you.
1: And I hope he and Debbie and Robert, I hope Debbie and Robert Leeds got together. I hope so too. And so Miranda begins to just see the value in Steve's consistency. But the one problem I had is she didn't ever, we didn't see on camera her say like, look, I appreciate that you're here for me. I like the lasagna from the pan, but you need to wipe your ass.
0: Never once did it come up. Never <laughs> once.
1: And if you don't, look, people treat you how you let them. Yeah. And she didn't say anything. And I fear some 20 years later and then just like that, Steve's still not wiping that ass.
0: Steve, <laughs> Steve did not learn. Steve does not care. Steve and pe- does not wipe.
1: And people are like, oh. How dare they do my man Steve so wrong? He can finger Miranda. He can't wipe his own ass.
0: Yeah. Steve can't hear and he can't wipe his ass.
1: If he can't wipe his ass, how is he going to finger? He... <laughs> At the end of the day.
0: These are the questions that you hear on shortcomings.
1: Should we get into Carrie? powerful? Powerful.
0: Uh, please.
1: Boy, boy, I know. So we both just took she... like, she... such a
0: deep breath. We were both like... Okay.
1: <laughs> She's waking up in a hot sweat. hmm And ultimately, okay, hold on. Before we actually get into, like, waxing poetic about this. Okay. They're having sex. He rolls off of her. He slumps that body off of her. <laughs> and she goes, I'm going to go get some water. And he says, no, don't. I'll go get it. First of all, she asks him to stay over. And instead of saying yes like an adult man, he goes, mm-hmm.
0: The, you hate him the you hate him with every like why can't he go get her water
1: it was no the water doesn't bother me but it was, it was the, a, instead of yes the i'm mm-hmm. <laughs> like go away <sighs> and so but what i need to talk about is why is this man having sex in his jewelry, in his necklaces. I don't understand it. Can they not come off? Is he going to be weird? Does he have to cut them off?
0: Yeah, those look like necklaces you have to cut off. How did they get around his big ass head? He put them on and just locked them off. When he was a baby? Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And we're waiting for his thick meaty neck to just burst for him. So tired of him. If I ever looked up with that body on top of me thrusting flopping <laughs> around and saw those necklaces i hate the necklaces
0: i don't really like men in jewelry it's unless you're harry styles like i don't want any part of it
1: you know i find nothing sexier than a man in a gold chain there are certain men no i'm i let me rephrase that <sighs> men who can pull it off
0: okay when i, I like...
1: see it and it works i'm like that's power but I'll tell you what's not working is that aged leather.
0: Yeah, that strap. Uh, it was disgusting.
1: It's a beef that twine. Jerky wrapped around that <laughs> ugly man's neck.
2: It's so disgusting. <laughs> oh. I mean it's just smooth sailing, nothing but calm seas and blue horizon as far as the eye can see. Do you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. There's not a cloud in sight. We we adore each other, we have fun together, we mesh. And this is a problem? No, it just, well, it just, it, it feels odd. You know, I'm, I'm used to the, uh, you know, the hunt, and this is effortless. It's just, it's freaking me out. I totally understand. You're not getting the stomach flip, which is really just a fear of losing the guy. Maybe I'm just not used to being with someone who doesn't do the ever-seductive withholding dance. Mm.
1: Ultimately, Carrie figures out that it's the lack of drama with Aiden that is unsettling to her. Mm -hmm. And as I said earlier, I think that what it really should be about is like a lack of investment. I think she's genuinely kind of like, how do I feel about him?
0: Yes, she's not sure. Because if you're sure about someone like this, doesn't bother you. No. Like this is like, you don't act like this. You don't act like a fucking loon on the street and be like, what's wrong with you? Why are you doing this? He's like, can you? We just also, get a donut? when someone
1: asks you, like, what are your flaws? Come up with something. He's like, I'll kiss. Let me kiss you. I'm like, sir, I asked you a goddamn direct question. I didn't no, ask you to put your disgusting frothy mouth on me.
0: I think she was acting like a lunatic, and I think he handled it actually really well.
1: Disgusting.
0: I know. Uh, listen. Yeah, oh, you want to yeah. talk about that shirt? You want to talk about that shirt? The blue shirt. Okay. Can I tell you guys something? The shorties. I got a text from Chris, and it was just a picture of Aiden in this blue tunic. And he was
1: oh God in heaven, angry. I've never been angrier. no, I know, and it's and I'm working on a new theory. Pat Field hates John Corbett because frankly, there's no reason for him to look like this. I, I don't I mean, I, no no look. I wasn't dating in New York City in two thousand. But I cannot imagine men were roaming around looking like this.
0: No, that's the point.
1: He looks awful now. (laughs) He looked awful then. I don't get it. She can't stand him. To put him in those necklaces, those rings, and then to throw him in the wardrobe, uh, these long flowy tunics that are with these patterns. geometric
0: patterns. It was a lot.
1: (sighs) It was not a hit. It was a miss
0: it was a it was a boot not a toot
1: and so all of a sudden he's like want to meet my parents and i'm like oh god get out of here no no but we've been dating for three weeks
0: that's all it's been
1: Yes, she says it's been three weeks. I really... Well, I
0: think because he's like, my parents are coming into town. Like, this would be a nice opportunity.
1: Okay, we don't know where Aiden... We don't know where they're from. But if that is the case, they needed to say they live in, like, Tokyo. And they only come to the United States every six years. As of now, we know Aiden to possibly maybe be from, like, these (laughs) these continuous 48 states. Yeah. And wealthy enough to fly his parents to... New York.
0: It, I get the gesture. I get that it's supposed to be sweet and symbolize him being so open and ready, and her being big and being three not weeks ready. is a lot. It's no, I That's totally crazy. agree with you. I I do. I agree.
1: Um, one thing I do want to say about this episode that I'm not sure I love is the. I think that in the writers' room, when they decided to make the decision of making Carrie a big, like, character in her relationship with Aiden. They did enough parallels, right? The meeting of the parents mm-hmm. to not have Carrie need to textually say, I'm the big in this relationship. It felt, not like, story. not nuanced at all. Add on top of that, I am not sure Carrie is um self-reflective enough to make a comment like that.
0: No. No. And... I totally get what you're saying. Like, they didn't need – She didn't need to say that. Like, it was – It's very clear what's going on. And I, there's a part of me that does kind of feel bad for him because he really, love, like, is falling in love with her and she's being big. And so I naturally do just feel kind of bad. But I do recognize that meeting So what with you're parents, saying is
1: that the audience's love of Aiden is pity. It's not love. It's pity. They pity him.
0: Yeah, they do. They do. And I got to say and something – guess-
1: I don't pity straight fictional white men.
0: No. (laughs) But you stand them.
1: Yeah, some. So she goes to his furniture store and she says, like, you're a little too available to me. And he, you know, takes for that what he will. Mm -hmm. But I did, and I know I have said we need to not talk about the housewives on this podcast. Mm -hmm. But I did write... One of the greatest lines I've ever heard is from Carol Radswell, a woman I can't stand, when oh. she said, I enjoy the sensation of missing someone. Yes. And I always advise people that that is a very good thing in a relationship to spend time apart mm-hmm. because it teaches you whether or not you like the person. And 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 if, not, if you're just constantly seeing one another all the time, it becomes easy for it to become routine. Mm-hmm. Removing yourself allows you to be like, oh, I would like to go back. Or, oh my God, I haven't seen him in three weeks and I really don't care. We should break up.
0: Yeah. And it's, uh, she also says, like, she likes the idea of someone missing her too, which is always a nice feeling.
1: Yes, right. It should go, yes, absolutely. It should go both ways. Like, yeah. But I think we overemphasize the um,
0: time together. I do get, like, his, if someone said that to me in the way she was Giving that up. I actually thought she landed
1: that plane beautifully.
0: Chris, she didn't. She was like, You're so available. And I'm I'm so available.
1: She said I'd be like, okay,
0: then I won't return your
1: You're really over-exaggerating how she said it. And I don't think you will ever be considered one of our great actors of all time. Me. (laughs) You are so available. I look forward to when people can see that performance you just gave.
0: Listen, I have, and you know this. I have a huge problem with delivery, which is great for having a podcast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's always quite never quite sure how to read anything you say.
0: No. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true.
1: But so, but I just, I thought that, I actually thought that was a very lovely scene and that idea of being available to each other, I thought was nice. And I thought Carrie had a point. But then she goes to the opera with Charlotte Mm -hmm. and she's got a little monocle. No. no
0: those are binoculars
1: her opera glasses like, you know. oh opera glasses binoculars um i wish she was just like looking through a monocle <laughs> or a big ass like um uh magnifying glass <laughs> like that gif of latoya Jackson.
0: yeah which is like <laughs>
1: <laughs> and she's scanning around the room and she sees big and natasha and she literally gets up and runs the fuck out of there. Oh, I did want to bring up one thing because I think you text me before we get to something else and the kind of end of the episode. Is this where you, where she's smacking gum, what you disliked? No. At the opera? Because no. she really is throughout the entire She of always is smacking gum. But I think what we're meant to in these last few episodes is that it's nicotine. And I actually think that that is a nice layering. Of the idea that she's about to start smoking again, or is getting closer. She's needing the um, addiction. She's yeah. getting closer and closer to big. So she's smacking that gum like a crazy person. Because just wait till she's, next
0: episode. It gets. She's
1: in she, but right, the next episode is the beginning of the affair. I mm-hmm. think the nicotine isn't that what that gum is called?
0: Oh, well, there's nicotine gum. Yeah, yeah.
1: That I think that is what she's. Chewing because on, on. she's really
0: smacking it. I did it.
1: think when she was at the opera, I was like, "Oh my god, she needs to chill." Like you're at yeah. an opera, like she's really smacking it. But I think it it needs to be over, like um exaggerated, and that I appreciated that they weren't like. Then it cut to Big, and he was also like chewing nicotine. Like it, it at least yeah. was like subtle, as mm-hmm. opposed to like, I'm exactly like Mr. Big when he wouldn't let me meet his mother. I was like, can these writers calm down? <laughs> So she runs out of there like a maniac. And one thing I loved is on the call between Carrie and Miranda, mm-hmm. Miranda says Charlotte called her and complained about Carrie. I just I love that layering of them being a circle as a group of like, yeah, oh, God damn it. Like,
0: yeah, now Charlotte's I know pissed at me. I liked that too because we don't always get that with them. Like sometimes it feels their relationships are just like Carrie and Charlotte and Carrie and Miranda. So it's yeah. nice when we get the other girls in. The and
1: process. I know we're moving towards getting a Charlotte, some- another Charlotte Samantha storyline. Mm-hmm. And of course, we'll have the great "I choose my I choose my choice I choose my choice" next with season. Charlotte and Miranda with Charlotte oh. and Miranda. And um, that's when old Miranda's going to end up on the floor naked in that janky-ass burlap. Not burlap. Well, he is a piece of burlap. (laughs) I'm going to stick to that. It was a mistake because I couldn't think of the word lumberjack. But Aiden, to me, he is a piece of burlap.
0: Yeah, burlap works.
1: Um, So she's flipping out and Aiden's not returning her calls. And so she decides for a grand gesture and arrives at brunch. And once again, knocks on a damn window. <laughs>
0: Terrorizing the patrons of this poor restaurant. If I was introducing someone to my parents.
1: And their introduction and to my parents was them knocking on a window. If and I said that to them, I, come out.
0: I said to them, oh, so-and-so's not coming. And then they show up and knock on the window and be like, come here. right if I she really... had simply
1: arrived walked in like a normal person and said hello Mr. and Mrs. Shaw I'm Carrie Yes. Yeah. I thought I was gonna have to write but I finished and I really wanted to come and meet you normal human being
0: this woman is nuts and I have to tell you something I know we're sitting on Aiden I understand but this look that he has in this moment with the backwards hat and the sunglasses was making me feral I was like, "This man is the hottest man I've ever seen."
1: <laughs> in my in life.
0: He looked so fucking. We I gotta good. get another.
1: We gotta get a third co-host to like be a judge. <laughs>
0: he was looking so good. Ugh, like, uh, uh,
1: uh, It was that doing something. Shallow hill of a human being. Um,
0: listen, I see what you see, but in that moment, I loved what I saw.
1: I'll give you like it. that one look in like the white shirt when he's a complete jackass at the st- at the at um scout bar opening.
0: <gasps> oh my god, when he's so hot and he buzzed his hair,
1: but he even then it's I just still, gotta chill. like just like I don't know when I picture him, I picture um what like that dog. Sean Corbett doesn't like, have sexual energy. <laughs>
0: John Corbett, the actor, to me, doesn't radiate sexual energy. So I get it. But, like, this outfit with the backwards hat and the sunglasses and then, like, the flowy, like, button-up, I was really into. It was giving me, like, Nick Parker from um, *Parent*. How dare you? <laughs> Sorry. He's, like, my number one.
1: I will take, well, Nick Parker? Dennis please. I Blade. love him. Um, do you know where he was on January 6th?
0: Listen, I didn't say Dennis Quaid. I said Nick
1: Parker. (laughs) Specifically, um, he was right next to Christopher. He was right next to Christopher. He's gotten wilder in his politics. He looks.
0: Meg Ryan left him quaking. And by the way, who who
1: amongst us wouldn't have fucked Russell Crowe? Then.
0: Oh my god. Honestly, like good for her.
1: Like I, I whenever, I'm, I'm
0: so, not mad about it.
1: I'm so like, oh my god, she cheated on Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid was hopped up on cocaine, left yeah. and right, complete asshole probably. Mm-hmm. And if Russell Crowe at that time Oof. walked in and asked you to bust it wide open, you didn't say no.
0: You didn't even think about it. Honestly, I
1: would it. probably say yes now, but request oh, that there sure. be a picture of like him, him in his heyday, like next to me. <laughs> like- you can do whatever you need to do, but I need to look at you, like, 20 years ago. Yeah, Circuit no, Gladiator, he was... when you was... were beating people with phones.
0: Oh, he was so hot. You know who was so hot that he just destroyed his face is Mickey Rourke. He was, like, a beautiful man. And well, he, he didn't completely... destroy it.
1: I think it was pummeled by when he was mm-hmm. at wrestling.
0: Well, and plastic surgery.
1: Well, yeah, post him getting
0: whatever he looks crazy now i'm all i'm saying is he was super
1: funny. i'm just saying he no look i think you could argue that him becoming a professional wrestler was a personal choice so he didn't need to have done that exactly but, um, mickey rourke never did it for me but mm, Russell, now you know who
0: did paul newman i've been watching that hbo doc and you know like shout
1: that out man. it's directed by a man who's always yeah. done it for me mr ethan hawk
0: i was watching it uh mean,
1: those dirty teeth oh my gosh what Jesus. i what i give and that like, large mouth. Let's get Ethan Hawke in this. I'd love to see Ethan and the Samantha Jones pal around. Oh my god! And if you haven't, I'm seen shocked before, he never did a cameo. If you've never seen the before movies, if you have not seen, I was gonna say Moonlight, but he's not in that. Boyhood. <laughs> if you, he has such a casual sensuality about him, and I'm very much looking forward to. I believe it's him and Oscar Isaac are gonna play ga- gay cowboys in a movie, and I'll be watching.
0: That's a combo.
1: And the director's basically said, I'm remaking Brokeback Mountain with actual sex. I'm like, let's go, girls.
0: Let's go, girls.
1: What were we talking about?
0: We were talking about Aiden. We were talking about Carrie pounding on the window. She met his parents. His parents did not look anything like I Let me thought they I have would. another note. What?
1: How did these nice people raise Aiden?
0: They probably look at him and are like, who the fuck are you?
1: Like, what a piece of shit show His mom's like, can pile. I take
0: those necklaces off? <laughs> like... Yeah. Oh, they're not
2: they're not down with Aiden.
1: But let's chat for a second. So the okay. ending monologue.
2: I realized then that I had made my stomach flip all on my own. And it felt really nice.
1: What? What what is she talking about?
0: <laughs> she always had the stomach flip with Big. And now she's finally got it with Aiden, but she gave it to herself.
1: No, but then she says I had I had made my stomach flip flip all on my own that's
0: what i'm saying she had to give it to herself because aiden doesn't give it to her
1: that is then that is not very hopeful about the relationship with aiden as i think people would think it is and also it's a stupid thing to say like shut up i was like why are people reading this column
0: she's not a good writer as we've discussed many a time
1: i think sometimes she can hit on some good things and she's gonna become a better writer later
0: when she gets to vote
1: i was like yeah, it took Candy Bergen really saying, like, get get it together.
0: Yeah, she was like, whatever you've been writing in that little column that Steve that should wipe shit the column. Yeah.
1: I mean, she did name a book canonically Manhattan, and that's just oof. Poof. And she talked about Burger in his um scrunchie. How dare she? <laughs> Pitch, yeah. all you do is make <laughs> bad puns and questions. Pooh tipsied in her Ugh. pants. Go fuck yourself. Oh,
0: I know. What did you think of the fashion? The fashions, obviously, I loved um Aiden's Luke. I also really loved Carrie's opera dress.
1: Loved. With those tassels hanging from her breasts. From her,
0: I loved it.
1: Disgusting. Samantha wore one of those. She wore that purple dress that had those tassels twice.
0: Tassels from the titties.
1: Um, I really enjoyed. Oh god, now it's completely left my mind. <laughs> Well, Carrie's doing a lot of gold work. At one point, she has a gold-plated, like, belt that is wild. Mm-hmm. Pam, you see producer, the Carrie
0: earrings.
1: Yes. And she also is wearing a golden, like, apple necklace. Like, oh, no, and not apple, floral necklace at one mm-hmm. point that is just truly horrendous. Um, at, she also wears a crew neck pink sweater twice. Like, you see it underneath of her overalls, and then she's wearing it later at home without them that I didn't love. I don't think there were any looks, though, that I was obsessed with.
0: I liked her dress. I also liked Charlotte's uh, white button-up and little skirt that she wore when she met Trey. I thought it was cute.
1: Yeah. So, in terms of the men, mm-hmm. we had Aiden, Big, Trey, Dennis, Steve, and Mark Raskin. Who are you going with? Honestly,
0: I'm going to surprise you. And I'm gonna go with Trey.
1: Same girl. He was looking good. And he's looking really good. We're now in he the saved her life. You know what we don't talk about enough? What? How Trey McDougal saved Sex in the City? Because <gasps> okay. all of a sudden we're about to head into the best episodes of the show. Just as who arrives? Mister Moneybags himself.
0: Yeah, I mean he's got money, honey.
1: <sighs> what do you do? You have any hot takes? I'm sorry, I can't. Don't hate me.
0: Not that I haven't. I mean, I've shared them all. Yeah. I mean, it was like, a, really... like it was a fun episode. Yeah. But I liked it. Nothing it like, like one, I hated one, or whatever. Yeah.
1: Trying to think if I had any like loose notes, but not really. Um, so, what would you give this one out of 10?
0: I liked it. I would give it a six and a half.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, I'll give it a six. Um, mm-hmm. It was perfectly fine. Not great.
0: We're because we're gearing up.
1: I know We're people really are going to come for us because they're like, once again, you guys said you love season three, and ultimately it seems we meant we love the five episodes that yeah. surround the cheat.
0: <laughs> that's, I mean, that's not wrong. Because I'm like, each episode, do. I'm
1: like, what is this shit? <laughs> No, but by the way, I should say it's not like it's a it's not painful to watch. It's not like no, it's fun. I mean, some of I would relate it to Gilmore Girls, where there are episodes I don't love, but I'm always happy to see them. Whereas, like an a bad episode of a show I really like like Six Feet Under, or even Greys, really. There are whole episodes of that show I will never watch again um, unless I'm doing a real dedicated rewatch and even then I'll like make sure those are the ones I nap through or have got a lot going on.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but Sex and the City, every episode is in some ways a 10, so we just have to be honest about where does it fit within the context of the show because every episode is watchable. Well, I don't know if I'll ever be revisiting no ifs, ands, and buts again. No. <laughs> Or step back boy girl, step back or
0: boy girl boy girl
1: no 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 or cock-a-doodle-doo wow we're really, really? okay
0: maybe there's a couple
1: so maybe season three <laughs> season three's got highs and lows remember
0: when we were like season one is the fucking worst and then we were like this is actually really good
1: i rewatched season one recently and it went down good i was like every episode's perfect
0: <laughs> you were yeah you were texting me about this
1: all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll join us again next week for our recap of Season 3, Episode 8, The Big Time. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us online. I'm at C clewis1219 on Instagram. Sam, where are you?
0: I'm at bravohistorian on Instagram, and I'm at Off on Twitter.
1: And if you haven't streamed Renaissance, what the fuck are you doing?
0: I know. It's been Bye. Two weeks. Bye. Bye. <laughs>